بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في قرآنه العزيز بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون I begin by reminding myself and then all of you all who have gathered here for Salatul Jumu'ah to adopt a life of taqwa and that is to instill the consciousness of your maker into your lives into every single second of your lives and you must do this my dear brothers in Islam if you wish to attain victory if you wish to attain success in this world as well as the next May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all from the people of taqwa and may He make us from the victorious and successful ones. Ameen. We are just a few sunsets away from a beautiful visitor, a noble visitor, the beautiful month of Ramadan, the blessed month of Ramadan. We are in Sha'ban. 1444 Hijri, just a few sunsets away from Ramadan 1444 Hijri. My dear brothers in Islam, we are not sure how many of us will attain this month of Ramadan. The uncertainty is in the air. Why? Because last Ramadan, I'm sure each and every one of you, you would have had loved ones, you would have had friends who were with you, who experienced the last Ramadan, Ramadan 1443 Hijri, and they are no longer with us to experience Ramadan 1444 Hijri. They have become from the inhabitants of the Qubur, the inhabitants of the grave. There may have been family and friends who were with us the previous Ramadan, and they're not going to be with us this Ramadan. So similarly, the first question that we have to ask ourselves, will I make it for this Ramadan? The second question, what if this is my last Ramadan? Pertinent pertinent or not what if this is my last Ramadan you see the loved ones the family the friends who are with us last Ramadan Wallahu alam, unless Allah willed otherwise perhaps they did not think that this I'm talking about the last Ramadan this is my last Ramadan see today they're not with us to experience this Ramadan so therefore my dear brothers in Islam attaining the month of Ramadan, it is a divine blessing. It is a gift from Allah because it is a season like no other season. The month of Ramadan is known as the best of months. And in that month, the Prophet ﷺ, he tells us, there is a night and that night better than a thousand months. Think of it, when there is a season when there is a discount, when something is attractive, 
everybody rushes. You are all rushing to arrange funds, secure the deal, buy the asset, buy the property, because you know, oh, 10%, 20%, it's going to appreciate. I can make money. I might not get this opportunity again. We stress about it. We, we rush, we move things around. Why? We want to secure the transaction. We want to secure the deal. We want to close in on the opportunity. So our maker, our prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tells us about this season, no other season. This night, no other night across the year. Allah says in the Quran, Indeed, we revealed it, i.e. the Quran during Laylatul Qadr, the night of power, the night of decree. And what will make you know, what will make you perceive what Laylatul Qadr is all about? And our maker himself goes on to say, Laylatul Qadri khayrun min al-fishar. That the night of power is better than a thousand months. 83 odd years, subhanallah. Along the lines of how I began this sermon, none of us can guarantee, none of us can assure that, you know what, I will live to the ripe old age of 80 years, 90 years. But by securing this night, 83 odd years, 83.3 or 4 years worth of worship you secure, subhanallah. Such a, such a beautiful month, such a blessed month. The month in which the Quran was revealed, the month in which there is so much of goodness, so much of barakah, so much of maghfirah, so much of forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know the pious people of the past, they would actually prepare for the month of Ramadan bare minimum six months prior. Six months ahead, they would prepare for the upcoming month of Ramadan. You and I, at the very least, my dear brothers in Islam, if you have not already begun to prepare yourself, start from now. Don't wait till Ramadan begins and think, oh, you know what, I'll get into the groove when Ramadan begins. Trust me, before you know it, the first 10 days will just whiz past you. Second 10 days, last 10 days, and tomorrow it will be the day of Eid, and you will tell your friends, SubhanAllah, I can't believe how Ramadan came and went. So before that happens, start now. You have a few more days, a few more sunsets, a few more maghribs before the month of Ramadan begins. Prepare yourself mentally, prepare yourself physically, prepare yourself spiritually, to make the most out of this season. A lot of us, we tend to go shopping, we're stocking up our larders, we're sharing recipes with our wives. Oh, this is what I want for iftar, this is what I want for suhoor. MashaAllah. Those are good preparations, but that's not what the month of Ramadan is all about. It's a month of fasting and not feasting. It's a month of the Quran. It is a month of charity. It is a month to get close to Allah Azza wa Jal. What is the purpose behind the month of Ramadan? Is it 
some kind of a diet. Today, you have dietitians, you have doctors recommending different types of diets. You have the keto diet, you have the paleo diet, you have intermittent fasting. People who are conscious of their health, they're aware of all these diets that are out there. And each one has its benefits, inshallah. So is Ramadan some kind of a diet? Oh, the whole year you ate, so now this month, you know, stay away from food. Is that the purpose? Is the purpose of Ramadan merely staying away from food, drink and sexual desires? Is that it? Rather than me answering that question or you answering that question, let us look at what our maker says. The ayat I read at the beginning of the khutbah. Ya amanu. Allah is addressing all of us. Certain Sahaba like Ibn Abbas عن, and if I'm not mistaken Ibn Umar عن, they would say that whenever you come across the ayah in the Quran you will find in the Quran many places Ya amanu. This is a title. This is an address. So you should now listen attentively. You should listen. Why? Because your maker is about to command you to do something or he's going to prohibit you from something. Yeah, amanu. O you who have brought in Iman. May Allah make us from the people of Iman. O you who have believed. Fasting has been prescribed, has been legislated upon all of you. Just as how it was prescribed for the nations of the past. And then Allah mentions the objective. So that you adopt taqwa. So that you bring in taqwa, that is the lofty objective behind fasting the month of Ramadan. Not merely staying away from food and drink, not merely staying away from sexual desires with one's spouse, uh, indulging in sexual desires with one's spouse during the month of Ramadan. It's just not that. The lofty objective is taqwa. In the few minutes that I have with you all, I want to, inshallah, instill a quick perspective shift because a lot of us we think that from sunrise to sunset i need to stay away from food and drink that's ramadan you know the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is reported to have said along the lines of these words the one who does not leave forbidden speech forbidden speech and doing forbidden things, then Allah is in no need for his fasting. And you see this link with taqwa. There was a man who asked Abu Huraira radiallahu an, what is taqwa? Define taqwa for me. And Abu Huraira radiallahu an who asks the man, have you ever walked down a thorny path? You know, a road, a path that has thorns from both sides. The man says, yes, of course I have. Why? So then Abu Hurairah asked him, what did you do whilst walking down the path? How did you walk down the path? 
The man says, well, I walked with a lot of care. I, I gathered my clothes together and I made my way very gingerly, very carefully down the path to avoid tearing my clothes, to avoid snagging my clothes onto the thorns. Then Abu Hurairah who says at that juncture, this is the example of the definition of taqwa. So how would one interpret it? The road, the path is this life. The thorns are the prohibitions of Allah. Whatever Allah has prohibited you. There are so many things, right? That Allah has prohibited us from. When you compare it with what Allah has permitted us, it's small. The prohibitions are obviously very much less in number comparing to that which is permissible. But nonetheless, there are prohibitions. So the thorns are the prohibitions. And as you walk down the path, you must walk with care. You must walk carefully to avoid snagging your clothes onto those prohibitions. And that is taqwa. So this mindset, my dear brothers in Islam, to, con to be conscious, to be careful. Taqwa is not something that you apply at certain times of the day and let go during other times. No. It is supposed to be with you 24-7, whether you're in the country or outside the country, whether you are in public or whether you are in private, whether you are amidst friends or whether you are with strangers, wherever you may be, whether people can see you or whether they cannot see you. Taqwa is the consciousness that my maker, my Lord, Rabbul Alameen is aware of what I'm doing. He's aware of the thoughts that are in my heart. He's aware of the words that roll off my tongue. He's aware of the truth and the falsehood that I speak. It is to instill this taqwa. That is what Ramadan is all about. It is not just about staying away from food and drink. And the minute this happens, my dear brothers in Islam, the minute taqwa penetrates into the heart of an individual, and this is why the Prophet ﷺ is reported to have pointed towards his chest and said, At-taqwa ha-huna, at-taqwa ha-huna, at-taqwa ha-huna, wa ashara ila sadrihi thalathan. He pointed towards his chest and said, Taqwa is over here, taqwa is over here, taqwa is over here. It is something to do with your heart, my dear brothers in Islam. And the minute your heart is governed by taqwa, then every limb in your body is governed by taqwa. Because that's the control center, right? So your tongue is then controlled by taqwa. Your limbs are controlled by taqwa. Your brain is controlled by taqwa, i.e. the consciousness of your maker. You will think before speaking. You will think before doing something. You will think before consuming something. You will think before earning a single rupee. Is this rupee going to please Allah or displease Allah? This word, is it going to please Allah or is it going to anger my Allah? This action, is it going to please Allah or is it going to anger Allah? Today, there are those of us who are very particular about consuming that which is halal. They check the ingredients, which is all good. It is not bad, it is good. They check the ingredients. 
when they go to a restaurant they want to ensure that the food is sourced from halal sources they will not consume even a single morsel of haram food but the very same people won't think twice to usurp their own siblings property they won't think twice to eat from the orphans wealth here they are very particular about the halal ingredients which is a good thing but on the flip side sisters lands all usurped brothers shops usurped what's the point priorities all mixed up similarly there are those of us very particular to come to the masjid pray salah on time which is all good mashallah but that same individual if you go and see him in the bazaar in the marketplace lie upon lie i will pay you on this date the payment does not come if he issues a check no one in the market wants to take the check because they know for sure it's going to bounce what's the point my dear brothers in islam what is the point who are we trying to fool who are we trying to fool so therefore we need to get our priorities straight there are some of us tongues are extremely dirty swear word upon swear word the four letter word <laughs> is common swearing by one's mother is common how can a believer be like that how can a believer look at another individual and use the four letter word upon that individual's mother subhanallah are you not insulting your own mother how can a believer behave like that so the month of ramadan is a is a training camp if you will to train you why because as per the words of the prophet the shayateen are all shackled they're all locked up so it is a good 30 days and you know interestingly psychologists state that it takes a good 20 to 30 days to form a habit regardless of it being a good habit or a bad habit it takes a good 20 to 30 days so the month of ramadan let us use it to purge all these bad habits that we are wallowing in and instill good habits to cleanse our tongues to speak only good to speak the truth to stay away from falsehood to stay away from gossiping backbiting talking bad about others focus on your own success my dear brothers in islam let the others be focus on your own business the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam it is from the husn of islam of an individual that he leaves that which does not concern him subhanallah it is very sad at times to see the plight of some of us myself included you know we are very careless when it comes to our words due to the lack of time i just want to focus on this and conclude like i said lies have become the the order of the day swearing by allah has become the order of the day for every other thing wallahi for every other thing wallahi the prophet tells us this is a very serious thing you're not supposed to invoke allah except in serious matters and that too if you are very sure 
that you will be able to fulfill that matter with the help of Allah. Only then you must say, Wallahi. But this for every other thing, Wallahi. And then on the other hand, Insha'Allah. Another very powerful term, very loosely used. Now, Insha'Allah, in a funny way, it's used to wriggle out of situations. When someone invites you home, brother, come home, please. Ah, Insha'Allah, Insha'Allah. That, Insha'Allah, is wriggling out. Insha'Allah, maybe I'm not going to make it. Insha'Allah, what does Insha'Allah mean? Insha'Allah means if Allah wills, that means I'm going to do it. If Allah wills, you're putting in that condition because you can die before that. I mean, I can tell you I'm coming to your house tomorrow for lunch. But what if I die before that? What if I meet with an accident? May Allah protect us. Or something that is beyond my control prevents me from coming. So therefore I say, I am coming, insha'Allah. I will do it, insha'Allah. Not, ah, insha'Allah, insha'Allah. We are abusing the name of Allah. When you say, wallahi, you're abusing the name of Allah. So when we do all of this, my dear brothers in Islam, why are you surprised when things don't work the way you want it to work? When your business is not flourishing, why are you surprised? When the transactions are not falling into place, why are you surprised? When your children are not listening to you, why are you surprised? When test after test, trial after trial, calamity after calamity hits you, why are you surprised? You have distanced yourself from Allah. You have abused the name of Allah. So there is nothing to be surprised. Therefore, my dear brothers in Islam, let us remind ourselves and use this month of Ramadan to get closer to our maker, to instill good habits, to stay away from bad habits, to become good followers of Muhammad to speak the truth at all times, to stay away from falsehood, to become good traders, good businessmen, good people of their word. You know the generations of the past, subhanallah, they were men, men, people of their word. When they say something, you know, everyone used to admire, subhanallah, but now we have our names are being dragged through the gutters. Let us work towards restoring the glory, restoring all of that, my dear brothers in Islam. Let us work hard towards it. All is not lost with the help of Allah, we can do so. So therefore, let us work hard towards it. With that I conclude, I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses each and every one of us to attain the beautiful month of Ramadan and to make the most out of the month of Ramadan. May Allah Azza wa Jal help us to attain Laylatul Qadr, the night of power, so that we attain the rewards of a thousand months. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with long and healthy lives to attain many more Ramadan in the future. Amin, amin, wa akhir da'wa, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.